Hello, my name is Mark Hannaford. I'm the founder of World Extreme Medicine and welcome to the WEM podcast. If you're a doctor, nurse, paramedic or indeed any healthcare professional with an adventurous and curious mindset, then this podcast is definitely for you. In today's episode, we're talking to two young humanitarian nurses isolated on the island of Santomi off the west coast of Africa during the COVID pandemic. Hi guys, it's absolutely brilliant to to meet the two of you. You've got such interesting um, careers and the jobs you're doing at the moment will be fascinating for a lot of the people watching this. So could you quickly just introduce yourselves? Hello, uh, my name is João. I'm a, I'm a nurse. Um, my background, well, I am have a master's degree in emergency and um, I was I always was in love about uh, humanitarian emergency. So I work with um, Doctors Without Borders. I have already three missions in, um, in a malaria epidemic in Guinea-Bissau. I have uh, also a, a mission in Kenya, Kaibera, the biggest slum in the world, with a HIV project as well. Um, I also have work in, in, in Antilles, in Guadalupe, but it was a different project. But since 2016 that I'm here in Principe, when we start a, a project in health, giving support to the, the, the company that we work, but also giving support to the local health staff. Because in Principe, well, the, the local staff are a very, don't have a, a lot of training, a lot of uh, medical degrees. So our support, not only advising, not only being with them and giving them training, but also give them resources to work and to to can response in the emergency cases. Um, well, and then that very quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mariana, I'm a nurse as well. I, my background is emergency care and intensive care in England, where I worked before coming here. And then in 2017, I submitted a project to a Portuguese NGO to come to Prince, and I met João here, where while well, he was working here with uh, Here Be Dragons, uh, so HBD, that's the company we work with. Uh, and then uh, a few months after, I came back to work uh, as a nurse for HPD. Uh, and uh, during these three years, John, uh, myself, and another nurse called uh, Marcy Silva, we've been doing rotations to continue this project. So we always guarantee that a nurse, uh, international nurse in the island at all times to continue looking after the guests, the staff, and the community, as Ronald said. So we, we support the local hospital with the training, with the medication, with everything. We kind of the link between Europe uh, and, uh, and Trinsp on this sense. And the, the, the company, the charity that you're working for, is it staffed um, primarily by Portuguese nationals or is it a pretty international crowd? So it's actually a tourism company that has four hotels. So one hotel in Santome and three in Trinsp. Uh, and we have a variety of international staff from Italian, English to South Africa, South Africa, Chile. We had from South Korea, so a bit from everywhere. But uh, our international staff, um, it's mainly Portuguese, even though we have from everywhere in the world. And the language that you guys work in for the, the company, is that Portuguese or English? A bit of both. Yes. So the community is Portuguese. So the language, the official language here is Portuguese. Uh, but our uh, so the owner of the company is Mark Mark Shuttleworth, the South African, 
So uh, between uh, the board and the directors, we speak in English, but with the rest of the group, we speak in Portuguese. And in terms of the work that you're doing, because this is, you know, I, I, I think people and certainly nurses and paramedics think that there aren't that many opportunities out there potentially working overseas and working in humanitarian or expedition settings, but, but the world is full of them. Um, yeah. how did you find how did you find your opportunity uh, well um, my first experience uh, I have a contact in Kaibera in Kenya so I have I want to have opportunity working humanitarian uh, health but the opportunity was like a delay every time that I have a, that I want the opportunity goes so I, I do some I prepare everything, I prepare um, like a bag, I call to someone in Kaibera and I say, I really want to help, so let me go help. And they received me well in Kaibera, I have been there like one month and a half, working with children. And after having this first opportunity, the doors open. Um, and then I start working with the Doctors Without Borders. So I make an interview, they hire me, and after that, I think it's a question of opportunity. In Slovenia, I came here, I worked um, after meeting João, so I stayed here for, I think, six months. Then I did the Slovenia course. Uh, I knew about the other YM courses. I was in Namibia a few months ago doing the uh, conservation medicine course as well. So I, I, I found, I think it, uh, before I came here the first time, I had that feeling of it's difficult to enter in, the, enter in this world. But as soon as you have your first experience or you do the right course, the opportunities uh, start to happen because your network uh, um, expands and you start to know people and you start to know where you have to go and how to move. I think that's the secret, isn't it? With, with this type of work, you need to be far more dynamic than you do normally. And doing courses, going and, and working for organizations like MSF, and just networking and putting yourself out there is is how it works in this field. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what we feel. Is. Yeah, but uh, for example, MSF they they give a lot of attention to people that has already experience in Africa or in a, a, a development country because it's a question of adapt adaptability. Sometimes they look for people that have this capacity to arrive and to adapt very quick to the language, to the culture, to the country. And sometimes this is the more difficult to, to find in, in, in staff, is people that have this capacity of be flexible and adapt quickly to the environment and start work. That's why I think, in my opinion, that MSF is the best school in the world to start in, the, in this kind of uh, adventures. Do you find that um, working in the type of, uh, in the type of template you're working in, are you in... Are you working solo or are you working within a bigger supported team? How does that, what's your experience been? Here is the, you work solo uh, and we work with the local community, but like it's four doctors only. And two of them finish their uh, common doctor uh, degree. So like the, so they, it's before specialization. So after junior doctor in, in England, um, but they're very open to to us and to, to discuss any cases and to seek for help. And both of us have a lot of friends out there that we always just call when we when we have any question, like happened to me when I called Luca, uh, one of the WAM tutors. Uh, so it, it, it's, 
it's solo, but we always have someone out there that can help us when, when we need. Yeah, I think also that, for example, the local doctors and the, the local health staff here can help us a lot in the, in the skin disease and disease that they are used to, to work to, to dealing. But when happens something that they are not used to, to work, is there that our our role here make a big difference because they are not used to to, to work with other kind of things like trauma, like convulsions, like strokes, like uh, cardiac arrest. So is there that we can enter and can make difference with them, and they can help us a lot on the in, other side. in the other side. So this is like a a share of knowledge yes. because everything that's like uh, tropical disease or African diseases, if you want to put it that way. We learn a lot from from them, uh, from the nurses, from the doctors, because they are used to it much more than we are. Uh, and then when it's the other side, we help on the other side. Is there anything particular with where you are that um, that you saw for the first time from a clinical point of view, or um, that took you by surprise? You, um, you know, it wasn't something you were aware of before you arrived. The, the, the uh, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Actually, when I, I arrived, I the, the, the company told me that the, the local health staff and uh, their capacity was very uh, low. They don't have a lot of knowledge and they have afraid. That's why they hire us working into having that role. But with time, I get surprised in some kind of issues that uh, with their uh, resources, they do some very good things, actually. It's true that their knowledge and their approach to the emergency is a little bit limited. That's why right now we are giving a, a training course to them with a, the ABCD a, approach, and that is making a huge difference on their capability of making triage, of recognizing an issue and work on them in the, well, make actually, but, um, um, from the, yeah, I think from the diseases point yes. of view, there was n not anything that I that I saw here that I I wasn't aware already from, especially from the diploma in the tropical nursing. Uh, but I guess the challenge here it's working without. For example, I came from St Thomas's where I have everything in an hour. We would have a full workout on a patient, and here we can't even do well. We could do. Uh, um, blood tests only for um, full blood count, but we can't anymore because the machine just broke uh, last week. So <laughs> we can't even have uh, HV. But it, it's, it's changing the way you think and the way you approach a patient. Just having your historical diagnosis, like your story uh, patient conversation and, and working from that without having any blood tests or anything. Uh, we, for two years, we didn't have an x-ray now it's working but then depends on the power supply because yeah. if there's no power in town the, the machine doesn't work so there's all these challenges that especially for an emergency and intensive care nurse that you always think very rapid and you want things done quickly you have to slow down and you have to think another way of doing things because you're not going to have your blood test in an hour or your x-ray straight away yeah different resources different approaches adapt and overcome if you were to um, to say what you enjoy most about your jobs, what would it what would it be? I believe I believe a lot and leave a legacy of knowledge to 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 them. I think this is what make me proud is 
because the first time I was here, for example, we have a, a, a man with, a, with convulsions. So when I arrived to the, to the emergency, they have given them um, uh, diazepam, for example. But they forgot the hairway, they forgot the, they forgot everything, the, ten, the, the blood pressure, the oxygen, everything, the vital sign. But they know that the, uh, it's convulsion, it's diazepam. So the, the man was already have, uh, like um, entering shock and that scared me a lot because I say they don't know how to approach someone in emergency. But now the thing is different because when someone arrives, they start with a the hair then they will see the ventilation, then they will see the circulation. And I think for me, that is what make me proud about uh, my job and I enjoy more. Yeah, we were speaking about that last week that uh, what keep us going is every time we finish a training day and we see the difference or we see the text that uh, keep us going. And even we throughout these three years, we do internal first aid um, courses with our staff, with our uh, um, front office staff, with our uh, restaurant staff, security, everybody has a first aid course. And it's always the best days because it's... Uh, uh, even for them, they, and they start to remember things, even though they can't say the words correctly, or they just do like, for example, for the for the um, basic life support, they remember the, the the thirty to two, and they remember the movements, but they can't remember how you call it. So uh, I think that's the best part here is the the training and seeing the the that they are remembering it. And the the daily adventures. The daily adventures in this island is is like the island of the adventures. It's not the jungle, the sea, and everything. Every day here is an adventure because every day every, we are constantly learning with ourselves. We have to learn because there are things happen. There is a ship that's going down. We have to go. So for us, it's like a wow, <laughs> a big experience. Every day is a school day. And what would you say? Um, are your biggest challenges or the things you miss most about working um, in a more more developed health? Not only the resources, not only the their capacity, but for me, sometimes it's a question of culture. It's not easy to change a culture. It's not easy to, to put someone with our rhythm. Uh, sometimes we have an emergency and want to, to, to do things right, but quickly and they have their own rhythm they have a different kind of culture and sometimes that is not easy but we must understand that we are in their country so it's us that need to adapt and try to make them see that we need to work quickly not slowly okay i understand that sometimes slowly we can do things right but this in life life saving situations we need to be quickly so i need is a question of sometimes it is culture and with this with the COVID-19 also for me the the big feedback that we have is is a question of culture that sometimes is not easy but yeah and I guess uh, I guess for me even uh, I think probably the first year I missed a lot having always a doctor around that I could ask or having all uh, the equipment that I needed but now it's more down to basics like for example to the hospital. Uh, it has two tanks for water. 
but you need to go and switch the pump from one to another when the first one is, is empty. But they always let the water run in both tanks before they call us to go with the truck to fill in the, the, the water tank. So small things like this that for us are so obvious that like you, you need to, to prioritize and you need to have your daily checks and everything. It's, it's a different story here because it's again culture and we have to respect that. And yeah. sometimes we receive a phone call saying in two hours, the hospital is not gonna have water. And now we were running around trying to ask for favors in the company, but actually we're very privileged that HPD yeah. uh, is very open to, to these type of things and, uh, and they listen to us and they always have someone available to, to help. But it's more small things that we still have to adapt, even though we know this island very well. Like this lev lev, they have a saying that says uh, it's lev lev, so slow, slow. Sometimes we still think have to remind ourselves that yeah. this is and, the island of and the organization as well. This is the biggest lack here is question of organization. They receive material, for example, for the COVID nineteen, but they don't count the material and then they don't make a, inventory an inventory to know how many days the, the material will last. Will last. So I think it's a question of organization, not a question uh, of knowledge and everything is a question of organization that sometimes is really hard here but slowly we will and do you think your um experience in working in humanitarian has actually made you better clinicians yes i because, hope so at least yeah, at least uh, yeah. well actually my i think my for me it's it's a little bit personal because doctors without borders with, with msf i've been in, in, in guinea and sometimes we don't have doctors so I'm a nurse, but sometimes I have to be the doctor. And sometimes the doctors have, have to be the nurse. And for us, that is, we grow a lot as professionals. We grow a lot as a clinicians, as you said. Um, and here we feel the same because we need to continue to have trainings, to study, to search for new information because uh, and I we think, don't have a choice. And I think in this role, especially, I had to learn a lot of how to do a budget, how to manage a budget, how to deal with meetings that uh, you don't have healthcare professionals that don't speak the same language that you do. You have the hotel manager, the carpenter manager, the workout manager, like the, the mechanic manager, and like all people that speak a totally different language. Uh, and especially when you're arguing for money for healthcare, it's all a different story and it's been uh, uh, for me a huge learn on that aspect how to, to plan this and how to order medication especially when you buying everything in Europe and you have to count it comes for bo by boat a month on the sea by boat and then another two three weeks that's coming from one island to another just to have the boats ready and everything so when we want any medication or any material especially uh, equipment we think on a window of six months so it's for me it was a totally change or mind setting and uh, and it's it's been really interesting to to learn this part of planning uh, a budget and and doing all that. And if you were if you were talking to your twenty year old selves, you know pre your training, but knowing where you are now, what would you say to your twenty year old self? It's gonna happen. Because I'm 20 years old, I wanted to go to China and my dad didn't let me. So <laughs> I would just say to myself, wait, that's going to happen. Uh, we, we're not sure how, how long, how many months we're staying here together. Because normally, like in the company, has 
budget for one and we got stuck both of us here because of the COVID. Uh, but uh, when the airlines open again, one of us will go um, and continue the project. Um, we, we, we are not sure at this moment which, uh, which one of us will go uh, and uh, what's going to be the next step, to be honest. But uh, for sure, for me, it will be to continue to work in developing countries. Yeah, I think the same. Uh, right now, it's really difficult, and we are completely absorbed through this question of COVID-19. I think for me, and I think I can speak for Mariana, is being the biggest challenge that we have ever had because no, no country was prepared for this. And right now, we have a position here with the local government that we are almost... Uh, we are the advisors, but we need to plan everything. We need to plan the quarantines. We need to plan the, the COVID-19 hospital. We need to plan everything. So for us, it's been a big challenge, but I, I speak for me. I love what I do and I, I love what I have done here. So I think my future, whatever, and what, when, I, I don't know in terms of data, but I think I will continue to do this kind of works. I love it. It sounds like your work is making a real impact on on the island that you're on and the community that you're with. So, you know, massive congratulations, and on, on and they're really benefiting from you being there. If there was um one message that you could pass on to the folk listening to this who were interested in this type of work, what would it be? For me, it's, it's really easy. If you believe in your dream, and if your dream is doing humanitarian health or you go you don't think twice you go you need to know that answer because a lot of people say that has this dream but they they have a fray of leaving their homes their comforts and go if you need to know just go and after you going you will know if it was you that chose the dream or if it was the dream that chose you so go yeah yeah i think it's like don't give up and uh and especially if you are on the field that you you like you couldn't get on Doctors Without Borders already on these big organizations. Just search for the right course because that can open the doors. And that's why I felt for me as well. Like even though I was already in Prince, I felt my experience with expedition medicine really opened uh, the doors. And and I met Joyce and Luke and and people that I'm still in touch today. And uh, and uh, when I need help, they are on the other side. Even if it's just uh that support that you need sometimes and just feeling that someone understands you so i think it's looking for the right courses will will make the difference and it is it is an amazing community this kind of extreme medicine community there are people dotted all over the world in different specialities with lots of different experience and it is an amazing resource to be able to call upon I want to thank you both for your time. I know you're both really busy there. So thank you for taking the time to, to talk to us. And I really look forward to doing so again in the near future. Thank you for listening to our story. Yeah, and, and believe me, this island has the perfect condition of have some of your courses training here. Believe me. It yeah, has perfect. jungle, it has sea, it has everything. You just come, we organize everything yeah. for you. <laughs> Please come. Please thank, come. Thank you very much, guys.